0: best years in business I've had started 90 days prior in the winter of me working 30 hours a week building systems.
1: If you want to have a strong on season, have a strong off season. 100%. 100%. 100%. Welcome to Masters of Home Service, a podcast by Jobber. Each week we talk to successful home service entrepreneurs and experts in their field to learn how they built their company so we can make your business more profitable and more efficient. We're in Las Vegas at Blue Wire Studios. Today we are talking about a topic that's very close to me, navigating the off-season. Chase Detson, mm-hmm. welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks you are me. the lawn dude on that Instagram. Long dude
2: on Instagram, TikTok, okay. Facebook, all awesome. channels.
1: And you have a lawn care business. I do, yes. Yeah.
2: What's it called? Mike's Lawn Care. Awesome.
1: Welcome to the show. And David Mormon, welcome yep. to the show. Thank You're you. You're the owner of Revive Services and host of the Home Service Business Coach Podcast. You got it. Awesome. Cool. And you have a seasonal business, too. I do, we're yes. Gonna, we're going to get into that a little bit. Cool. So I'll be honest. For years, I struggled with this. I was insecure about my seasonal business. I thought I ran a less legit business because it was seasonal. I, people would say casually with no ill feelings, hey, so is that pretty seasonal? I'd be like, no. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's kind of, well, it sort of is, but I'm insecure. And it took me a long time to get over that and realize that a lot of companies are seasonal. A lot yeah, right. of industries are seasonal. Have you ever felt that before, way before? I'm curious if you guys ever felt the same way.
2: Absolutely. Where I live, Kentucky, we work from doing uh, landscaping lawn care. We do from March to the end of November. So you have December, January, and February where you're either waiting for snow or you are just relaxing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, for
0: us, I'm, I'm up here in Canada with my seasonal business. So, you know, we get super busy in spring, summer, but then we're like, okay, fall, winter, we're really slowing down. So I've actually sat on both sides of the fence here. I've had a seasonal business for like eight years, and now I've had a year-round business for, for four years, and I know we'll get into this, but I actually chose to take the stance and say, let's maybe not go seasonal, and let's try to figure out how to make this thing run fully year-round.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about that. So there's there's really two ways you can go. You can either – you because if you have an off-season, that means, that means you have an on-season, right? right? And so you can you can do the same amount of revenue – as long as you really pack it in mm-hmm. in the on season, right? Mm-hmm. And so but there's two ways. You can either say, you know what, I'm not gonna have an off-season, I'm gonna do additional services, or you can say off season's fine, I'm gonna go really hard for nine to ten months.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Chase, what do you what do you think about that? So with lawn care, we have the thing called the spring rush, which is from March to about June. And this is the busiest time of the year for lawn care guys, at least in my region. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, from those months you have to make up for the off-season revenue that you're lacking from December to February. So from, you know, March to June, get in as much as you can. That way you can offset, you know, the negative cash flow mm-hmm. in the off-season.
1: And do you do, I mean, do you hire extra people for that? Yeah, how, do you, for sure. how do you do so that exactly? You,
2: uh, I'll bring in extra guys during this time period mm-hmm. uh, to, to help us uh, keep up with the demand that we're, that we're bringing in in terms of new clients and new jobs that we have to do yeah and i mean for me
0: i think you got to figure out as a business owner one what your monthly burn rate is for my seasonal watching business we're about fifteen thousand every month whether we do a dollar of revenue or we mm-hmm. don't do anything so your fixed
1: cost are a month. exactly yeah.
0: paying a couple managers we're paying our office rent we store all of our work all of our christmas lights and so for me i said let's figure out how to actually create revenue in those winter months. And we actually got into um, Christmas lighting, Adam. Um, and that's actually turned our Q4 from being kind of a dead two Terrible. months to like, <laughs> wow, Jesus. Christmas lights, there's a lot of extra money to mm-hmm. be made. We keep the team employed. And for me, just yep. wanting to cover my monthly you know, 15K, we're now doing a lot more of that in Christmas lights. So it, it can go both sides. Nothing wrong with the seasonal business, but I think it, it comes down to what the owner actually wants
1: how do you staff that do you same same workers same same, team?
0: same teams yeah again i hired seasonal workers right i came through college painting houses and i saw hey we can absolutely hire hire people for the short term but i found you just lose a lot of momentum when you kind of shut down the business yep. so same people employed year round we're washing and then we're into christmas lights we've got now six slow weeks i would say as opposed to like 12 to 14 so it's, mm. it's completely changed the business
1: yeah well six weeks is Not very long. No. (laughs) You know, like, you go vacation, you take some bread, and then you're back. Exactly. Yeah. What are some critical things to do in the, quote, off-season? Let's pretend that, like for me, for example, my lawn care company does not do Christmas lights. We don't really do anything unless it snows or Mm -hmm. something. Uh, What are some things that we should be doing as
2: business owners to make the the on-season as good as we possibly can? So it's important to take that time. I like to take part of that time, spend it with my family, with my kids, catch up on the time that I'm missing during the on-season where you know, I'm working 10 plus hours a day. Another thing is to improve parts of your business that are behind. So a couple of years ago, I took over an existing business, my dad's business. So there are some foundational things that had to be improved. Mm. So therefore, he was doing everything on paper. I had to switch it all over jobber. to digital, yeah, into jobber. Mm-hmm. So, you know, putting all these customers into this database, getting their information ready. So pretty much, Changing the foundation of the business is what I did during that time, so mm-hmm. improving the business, uh, the back end.
1: Something I, I did that I do pretty much every year is when the off season starts, whenever that is. I like to because th- it's easy to think, oh, it's this long off season. I've got plenty of time to do whatever I need to get done. Well, if you take out the weekends and you really boil it down, it might only be forty five work days. Okay, well, yeah. it, it, it helps you like stay focused. It's easy to get kind of sloppy, at least for me, um, in the in the off season. And so if you if you have things that you want to do, marketing strategies that you want to implement, reevaluate your business, some of these other things, strategies that you that you have to, that you've been putting off, it can go by pretty quick, the off season. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it's March, you're cutting grass again.
0: <laughs> and You didn't get all your homework done. Yeah. Yeah. And you're behind. Right. Yeah. And I honestly think out of most business owners just don't know where to start with like, what do I actually do in the off season? We know we need to, we may have heard that buzzword systems, right? I got to work on my business we've read the e-myth but we're not Mm -hmm. really sure where to actually start with that and I'll give a quick tip to the listeners what we work with our guys in our coaching program you start with what's broken in the business so you do a bit of analysis on the previous year you say hey you know I had a lead problem or I had a staffing problem okay cool well let's deep dive those and let's actually look into recruiting well how many guys are we going to need how much can they actually produce do I have a hiring ad do I have a position agreement like Once your eyes are open to like, wow, the off season is the time the business gets built. Mm -hmm. Best years in business I've had started 90 days prior in the winter of me working 30 hours a week building systems. So is it like don't miss the boat on this or is it sets up your whole entire on season
1: if you want to have a strong on season have a strong off season 100 100 yeah
0: let's take a quick minute to talk
1: about jobber guys what is your favorite feature about jobber
2: so for me being in lawn care i really love the route optimization tool so as we all know lawn care route density is one of the most important things you know you want your customers very close so you can minimize the drive time Mm -hmm. so by using jobber's route optimization it can plot the most efficient route or your crews through the app.
1: Yeah, and now the map view is in the in the mobile yep. so your your technicians can see it. That's right. See the bird's eye view of their schedule. That's critical. Very I agree. important. Yep.
2: I
0: got two words. Jobber payments. Mm-hmm. We ran a study inside our company. We're over twelve thousand dollars now collected for tips from yes. our clients. to our technicians. So me as a business owner, anytime my people can make more in the field, uh, makes me very happy as a business owner. So we run all our payment collection through Jobber payments, we take deposits, our technicians get tipped. Uh, 10 out of 10, fantastic. Love
2: that.
1: 100%. And mine, I would say automatic invoicing, that transformed my life, my personal life, when automatic invoicing came out. Where every Wednesday night at seven o'clock, we charge all of our clients this, for the previous week for, for mowing. And uh, I used to do it manually and it wasn't fun. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so I'm at a good one? It, it, a lot of time wow. back. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. And uh, a lot more time now. So, Great. well, if you want to try Jobber, which you should, we all use it and you should too. You can go to jobber.com slash podcast deal, get an exclusive discount, give it a try for new subscribers. And it'll make your whole business more efficient and more profitable. Let's get more specific here. What are some really specific things that our listeners should be doing in the off-season to make their on-season better? Like, What are some specifics?
2: Figuring out a way to keep your employees busy during that time so you don't have to lay them off. For us, that's our biggest challenge is to retaining our employees year-round because, you know, the fact of the matter is there is an on-season and there is an off-season. So, Once the on-season is over, sometimes we have to lay them off. They go and get a different job, and they don't come back. So, therefore, when the spring comes back around, we have to hire new people, Mm -hmm. which is a challenge. Yeah. I would say for me, Adam, like
0: if the listeners, the viewers are watching, there's a tool called Google Workspace. You can get it. It's like $17 a month. I would start building out your Google Drive. Um, This is something I've done for years. A lot of the listeners probably have their business processes stuck in their head you need to get it down onto paper so you can color code this all too right you can go you need a marketing folder you need a production folder an office folder a finance folder and as you make these systems in the winter just start dragging and dropping them into their into the google drive Mm. Um, for us we have a google drive at revive all of our processes live in there not inside dave's head so again that'll take minimum 90 days to set this up but that would be a great i think little breadcrumb to start with?
1: I love stockpiling marketing uh, content. So whether it's Mm -hmm. uh, email blasts, or even text messaging blasts, or social posts, even just flyers, redo your flyers, redo your website. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many things from a marketing standpoint that, that stuff gets stale it's it stale within a year it really yeah, does. It does and you can't just be blasting out content that you used 5 years ago that's silly yeah. we don't, we don't use the same lawnmower well maybe we do but we, we don't use the same lawnmower for 5 5 years ago. it's it's old you got to you got to re revive your uh your marketing message i do want to talk about keeping our guys busy obviously the ones that aren't so great that might be a good time to let them go obviously hmm. but the the ones that we do want to keep how do we keep them busy
2: I think that sometimes you have to get creative. I remember a couple of years ago that we actually bought a rental property which was up the street. So during the off season we were able to keep our guys busy, actually renovating, you know, this house, although it's not lawn care, it's not their niche. You know, you can teach somebody to paint, you can teach somebody to hang drywall, you know, to hammer and nails. So we got creative that way by keeping them busy during the off season then
0: yeah chase nailed it you got to get creative for us again i said you know christmas lights has been amazing um you could look into snow removal Mm -hmm. before i started lights i had two incredible technicians and again you can train these tacit skills but you can't train like the core values so if you have someone super switched on and loyal to your business i would really lay awake at night figuring out how to keep them busy i actually slid my two technicians to my buddy who owned a snow removal company and he kept them busy for a period of time while we were slow, so I think the only limit is your mindset on the creativity of how you could keep your team together. 100% agree. I, I think that
1: there's this weird, maybe maybe it's just me, I perceive it, but it's like, why would I ever let my let my guys go work somewhere else? Well, they're not your guys. It's a volunteer army. They can work wherever they want to. Right. And your buddy, who's a tree company, who had just had a huge storm come through, he needs people who are trustworthy and good. They'll pay him well, send him over there for a couple of weeks, and bring him back. No hard feelings. You move on with your life. Mm-hmm. I love that instead of just having them. Because the worst thing is, God forbid, you you pay them through the year just to keep them through the the fall and winter, and they and they're doing nothing. That's not great. One thing I like to do is our best clients, they get the royal treatment in the off season, and so even if it's for like basically free. I'll send the guys out there just to give them extra visits. You know, pull the weeds more, do pick mm-hmm. up the trash, whatever. Just yeah. go out there. And So they're like, oh, wow, they're out here in the middle of the winter. Oh, I do pay you around. That makes sense.
0: And uh, showing up more often at those, those peak, like best clients, I like that a lot. One other thing, too, you can do if you have a key technician or two, get their help in making systems, right? Do you have a job site checklist? Do you have a standard operating procedure for how you wash a window or paint a room? you have a video training library like again there's a lot of work that lays ahead for a business owner if you don't have what i just mentioned you can take a key employee through the off season and say hey key employee for four weeks we're going to build a training program together and pay them for it Mm -hmm. Um, because again that you're building the business oh that human capital it's absolutely invaluable to your business
1: yeah last last winter i had our gutter technicians there's a guy named don miller he's a marketing guy and he has a brand script concept. and we, I just sat in my office for a week with the, with the technicians. We just watched all his videos. We did all the exercises. We did all of our brands and branding. And what came of that was, they were like, oh my gosh, he just paid, there's, there's a foot of the snow on the, on the ground. Hmm. And the owner just paid us a whole week to do what we would have said was completely useless. Now they don't think it's useless. Now they're like ambassadors of the company. They know what to say. It was very effective. And they realize that, wow, I put a lot of money into them. I invested in them. I love that. That's a great point.
0: Yeah, I think the day you figure out employees are an investment and not an expense on your profit and loss, it'll be a light bulb moment for you as a business owner. Because the greatest successes I've had in my company have come through my team, not from Dave, you know, jumping on the truck or doing an amazing job cleaning the windows. It comes down to how effectively can you lead. And I think a good leader really shepherds and takes care of their people. And guys, like we know the snow is coming, the cold's coming. We know we're gonna slow down. Mm-hmm. Let's try to think strategically as a
2: CEO and get a little bit ahead of this. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. For us, we have people, you know, you have an influx of, you know, business coming in. So what we like to do sometimes is say, Hey, if you can hold off until the off season to do this, I'll give you a little bit of a discount. Great idea. So therefore you can keep them busy during the off season that way. By offering a discount or telling them to postpone whatever they want to do until this time period. Yeah, great that's point. A, that's a great way to go about let's it. Let's
1: be real. The ideal is to make money. <laughs> let's, yeah. Yeah. let's be real. If we can, we want to fill the, quote, off-season with money, with revenue, with jobs, with work. And God forbid if you just can't do that, then, we're, then we've been talking about the alternatives.
0: But, yeah, we want to keep them busy if we can. 100%. Like let's say you have a painting business. I had a painting business for 10 years. I get all this inbound business for exterior painting season. Again, we're in a seasonal market in Canada. Everyone's trying to paint their house in the same, you know, four to five-month oh window. So <laughs> all the interior leads that came in, we would go and quote it. Okay, you're $6,000, 6500 5, 6, to paint, you know, such and such room. If you do it now, it's this price. If you can wait until my shoulder, se- we call it a shoulder season, mm-hmm. I'll give you 15% off. I'll give you 20% off. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be losing money. But again, if I can hit that 15K, like I mentioned, you're ahead as a business owner. You, if you build your business properly, you'll make all the money you want as a business owner in your eight to nine months. You got to think strategically about your guys, your girls, the other three months.
1: Because the mor- morale matters. And oh, uh, winner's here. He's going to shut everything down. I'm yep. going to sit at home. Yeah. Uh, at the very least, you need to be in touch with your team. Regularly, Don't forget about... Take, take them to lunch once a week. Don't forget about them. They don't. You don't want them to feel like they lost their job and they're going to get it back in three months. You want them to feel like they're still employed through the whole thing.
0: 100%. And, and you can get creative with this too, right? I used to take 40 days off and go backpack through Asia. I, I left my painting crew with a stack of jobs, kept them busy. But to Adam's point, find out what they want too. Maybe they want to go take a month off and go backpack Central America. Like, figure out what they want. Because sometimes... We've coached business owners, they're stressing unnecessarily about getting work in the off season when their guys didn't even want it anyways. So that it's is like, such a good point. Whoa. It's just like almost comical.
1: I used to freak out about it and I realized they didn't want to work. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well,
2: I won't stress either. A little too cold for them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. sometimes. Hey, Masters of Home Service listeners, we've got some exciting news for you. Jobber Summit is back on March 6th. Jobber Summit is a free online event that helps home service business owners and management teams reach new heights of success. Enjoy a day of learning with expert speakers covering in-demand topics that will strengthen your business and leadership skills no matter what stage of business you're in. Plus, live networking with other home service pros who get what you're building. Secure your spot and register for free today at jobber.com summit.
1: So let's, let's pivot a little bit. I wanna come up with some strategies for getting work in the off-season. Christmas lights is a great one. How have you, David, how have you pivoted from being this seasonal business to like, no, we actually make more money with Christmas lights, maybe,
0: in the off-season? 100%. It all started three, four years ago with cross-selling to our existing client base. So we had, you know, at the time, maybe 1,500 clients in our database that, you know, we did pressure washing and gutter cleaning and window cleaning. So, we only did 31 jobs in our first year. We phoned our clients, we emailed them. We didn't even get signs or flyers or anything. It was just as simple as a MailChimp email, and we had a VA making phone calls. Mm-hmm. We booked 31 jobs in our first year, um, and then second year grew it, third year grew it. And before you know it, we got five, six technicians now busy through the winter. So, it, it's taken time to build up. I think sometimes viewers, listeners will hear this podcast oh, I got to go buy a bunch of Christmas lights. Like, I actually. Thought about getting into Christmas lights for three years before I actually launched it because mm. it takes a bit of time to build the systems ahead of time. But I think as business owners, we underutilize what's called the cross-sell, which is you're doing these other services. Could you cross-sell them Christmas lights? It's almost like McDonald's drive through, right? Do you want fries with that? It's not an upsell. That's a cross-sell. Mm-hmm. Do you want gutter cleaning with that? Do you want Christmas lights with that? Do you want window cleaning? So you don't, you don't need a whole bunch of new shiny clients. You just need to tell your existing clients, of the services yep. you do, sell yeah.
2: more to your current customer base. Hundred percent,
1: simple. So, so there's a lot of listeners who they don't necessarily have a winter. They might be a home cleaning business. December's great because Christmas and New Year's, they're mm-hmm. cleaning a lot of houses. And then January, boom, it drops yep. off. Everybody's hunkered in and it doesn't want. There's opportunity there too. That's that's a that's a that's kind of like an off season for them. Yeah. Maybe in the middle of the summer where there's lag, everybody's on vacation. And all. But there's ways for them to get creative, to incentivize work in those times. And there's ways for them to get past the limited belief of like, well, it's just slow during July. Well, I guarantee there's companies out there who aren't slow in July because they figured out a way to be busy in July. And so it's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. But, but it's, it is possible.
0: Yeah. One other thing too, I'll say the winter, like look at the time to obviously recharge as Adam and Chase have mentioned, take some time off. But what about professionally developing yourself as well? I know at Home Service Business Coach, we host our summit in January for our members because it's like, guys, fly up to Vancouver, let's actually plan out your business, now's the time to do it. There's other conventions in other industries that happen to fall generally in kind of these off-season times. So Mm -hmm. it is worth setting aside a few dollars and getting somewhere in person to actually develop yourself and develop Mm -hmm. the business as well.
1: In terms of cash flow and the financial side of the business, do you guys have any tips for our listeners in, in regards to those kinds of things? Because it's easy to talk about marketing and staying busy, but, like, money matters. Yeah. Cash matters.
2: Um, so back to the on-season, off-season kind of thing. So the spring rush, it's important to accumulate, you know, the extra revenue to offset the off-season. So, you know, you have that time period where you're getting way more demand than you will the rest of the year. So it's important to save up. You don't want to be spending that left and right. You know, you need to conserve that money, therefore – you know during the off season you have enough cash flow to to make it through you're not going under mm-hmm.
0: yeah like we, we always say like you know winter's coming too for these mm-hmm. trade business owners um chase has been around long enough i have as well like this business is very cyclical and like we all know it's coming the the question is what are we doing to actually prepare for it so money aside is is one thing for sure i think the off season is a great time to actually deep dive your finances and the most simple way I can do that is like pull up your banking, business banking, pull up your business credit card and diagnose like how much money did we actually make this year? Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of us were just staying busy and we think we're making money, but we're not actually making money. So, you know, that, that will segue to a whole nother conversation, but I think just bring some keen awareness to like how much money is this business making if it is profitable and it should be, Squirrel some away for the off-season.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: One of my favorite things to do in the off-season is to look at QuickBooks, look at some of our financials and budget for the year. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a great budgeter. I'm still getting better at it, to be honest. But it's important to think, okay, if I have six guys and they're all cutting this many lawns a week, it's it's important to reevaluate those profitability metrics mm-hmm. so that you go into the year with a plan, uh, especially a financial plan. Okay, we're going to collect every, every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock for the previous week. We'll have this much money. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things matter. We need to buy equipment. We need to get a new trailer. I can't afford a trailer. You, you have to think through all those things. And during the season, you're just trying to keep up. Yeah. And it, it's hard to th- be intentional. The winter is a time to sit back and really
0: reflect on future purchases yeah. mm-hmm. and
1: other financial things like that so they don't run out of cash.
0: 100%. We actually found with our business, like a, a lot of listeners will be running into cash flow issues. We actually started taking... A deposit on every single job. We we take a fifty percent deposit upfront if we're gonna wash your house, clean your roof, clean your windows. That actually helped because we we try book about a month out. That helped a lot with our cash flow issues while we were growing mm-hmm. through the season. So again, that can be a simple process. You drop in the winter and just say, I'm sick of running on this hamster wheel for cash flow. We're gonna charge a deposit, mm-hmm. and that is just gonna be our policy, and that will help alleviate some of the financial stress you feel through the year some of our
1: listeners need to switch to jobber during the off offseason you know they've been they're on paper and pen they're using excel spreadsheet who
2: knows and they've done that we're piecing together we've all been there you know <laughs> trying to a,
1: a thousand posted notes oh. and the, that's when i switched over jobber in 2018 i switched over jobber in the offseason because i had time i got my my excel spreadsheet right. out and, and, and imported into, in a jobber and got everything all
2: and learned all that stuff yeah and then I was, my wheels were spinning. By the time I hit the ground in March, it's important to, like you were just saying, when you're switching to a system like Jobber, if you try to do that during the season, it's so stressful oh, because so hard. you have, you know, it's it's almost like you can't keep up with it because the the all the business is coming in. So during the wintertime, what we did was I almost played it like a trial, like I was doing plug and play, as in like pretending as this revenue was coming in and playing around on the software to get used to it before it was actually go time during the season. Yeah,
0: yeah, I would say Jobber's a simple CRM to use, but it does need some mental bandwidth from the business owner to actually dial in the processes. It could it could honestly take you 20 hours, 40 hours, 100 hours, however robust mm-hmm. you want to use it. Chase is exactly right. When you're busy, clients are calling you upset, or this check is bouncing, or someone's quitting, the last thing you want to do is sit on a laptop right. and You know, monkey around with drag and dropping—it's just not practical. So, like, it's very farmer-like, where like you have to plant your seeds in one season and then you have your harvest in the other. I think a lot of us think, "Oh, well, just harvest." We're busy, but you do such a poor job planting seeds in the winter. There's, there's not a great harvest. Mm -hmm.
1: I think I'm going to say something you guys are both going to really agree on. It's a great time to cut your expenses, especially Mm -hmm. your your tech stack. All the apps that you use rack up so much money. You might not need the most premium. A uh, version of Mailchimp. You might not need all these different subscriptions. You might be able to cut a lot of money out during the during the off season with all that kind of stuff. And it also you, it's a time for you to reevaluate. Hmm, is the phone system I'm working using is it working for us? Is there something better out there? It's those are all things that you just don't have time for in,
0: in the in the in the peak season, but you have you do have time for in the off season. When you start getting employees and creating more overhead, um, the tech stack can get out of control and I actually deep dove into our business banking over our slow season. And I ended up cutting personally 10 service subscriptions that wow. we were paying for 10 of them wow. that I'm well, like, we're not This
1: happens over time. Oh,
0: you just balloon up and, and we're not getting great value from these 10 that I cut. And here's the beautiful thing with tech stack guys. If you cut it and you're like, man, that's essential. We need it. You can go back and get it. So just start going on a little less and running a little lean. The the off-season's the time to do it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, this is great. I'm going to boil this down to three actual steps here. Number one, be creative in the off-season. That might mean writing SOPs, standard operating procedures, manuals, other things that will help you run your business more effectively in the on-season. Number two is share employees with other companies. There's other companies out there who your off-season is their peak season. And number three is incentivize clients to wait till the off season so that you can actually fill up your off season with work guys how do our listeners find out more about you
2: they can find me that lawn dude instagram tiktok facebook youtube
0: and for me it'd be home service business coach on all the major channels
1: awesome well guys thanks for being here uh you guys are making a difference in the marketplace so thanks for everything you guys are doing it really makes a difference
0: thanks for having us thanks for having us
1: And thank you for listening. I hope that you heard something that will make your business more profitable and more efficient. I'm your host, Adam Sylvester. You can find me at adamsylvester.com. Remember, your clients and your team deserve your very best. So go give it to them. We'll see you next week.